guys and welcome. This is Evita with Flying Blind Podcast where I talk about how I'm 36 and have no idea what the F I'm doing with my life. This is episode 14. Thank you so much for joining me. Here we will talk about my journey and we will help you to feel good about your own very unique journey. My hope is for all of us to feel inspired to get out and fly every single day. So today, I'm going to be honest with you, I really did not know what to talk about. It has been uh, pretty calm, which is good. It's really good that things have been calm, just living my life, doing my thing, and really nothing super crazy going on, just kind of doing, you know, my normal everyday routine. But that's actually a really good thing because that's really when you have time for a lot of self-reflection and healing and growth. And it's kind of like working out. When you go to the gym and you have really rough workouts or if you're lifting really heavy, you have those moments of intensity, but it's during your rest time. It's during those rest days when you're not really doing much that your muscles actually repair and build and grow and get stronger. So I feel like that's kind of how it's been for me lately. Um, I've just had a lot of time to think and reflect and grow and of course like all of us I go on social media and one of the personalities that I follow is Jay Shetty. He was a monk uh, for several years, a practicing monk. He ended up leaving that and decided to share his message and what he learned with the world. He does a lot of videos. That's kind of how he got started was doing these kind of inspirational videos. And he's just a really great person to follow, very relatable. Even though he was a monk, he's done a really great job at making his material very relatable for the everyday average person like all of you and myself. So one of the days that I was scrolling through Instagram, I came across one of his posts and I thought it was really very profound. It really made me think. And it was a list, 12 steps to self-care. And I thought it was interesting because when we think of self-care, I think a lot of the times we associate self-care with things like exercising, eating healthy, meditation and yoga and things like that, or getting a pedicure, manicure, doing a mask, things like that. And those things are self-care and those are ways to take care of yourself. But I really like this list because yes, it's self-care, but not what we would normally think. It is more of... I feel almost like a guide to life and a guide to take care of yourself as a human being and take care of you and how to be true to yourself, how to take care of yourself in that sense. So it was a little bit different and really kind of cool. So I wanted to share these steps. I'm honestly not even sure if he came up with these or he got them from somewhere else, but this is where I found them. I found them on his page. Like I said, I'm kind of winging this and really sharing my initial thoughts about these with you today. Anyhow, the 12 steps to self-care are number one, if it feels wrong, don't do it. Number two, say exactly what you mean. Number three, don't be a people pleaser. Number four, trust your instincts. Five, never speak badly about yourself. Six, never give up on your dreams. Seven, don't be afraid to say no. Eight, don't be afraid to say yes. 9. Be kind to yourself. 10. Let go of what you can't control. 11. Stay away from drama and negativity. And 12 is love. Step number one is, if it feels wrong, don't do it. 
And I think this might seem like common sense, but in all reality, I think we all kind of do things even if they don't feel the best sometimes. Of course, there are situations where this is pretty obvious. You know, if somebody asks you to steal something from the store for them, obviously you know that it's wrong, you're not going to do it. But in general, I think almost every day we kind of do things sometimes that don't feel right and we do them anyways. For example, this might be an extreme example, but you might have a very toxic relationship in your life and you continue to engage in these people anyway. That's just not a positive thing to have in your life. So if something feels wrong, don't do it. I'm speaking about relationships right now, but it could be anything. If something doesn't feel right to your soul, doesn't feel right in your heart, you just shouldn't do it. That's just not a way to live. Okay, number two is say exactly what you mean. This is something that I've been working on and I feel like I've actually gotten pretty good at it. I'm pretty literal now with what I say. Like I actually really say what I mean. And before, I think I really had a hard time because I was afraid of being mean or hurting people's feelings. And this is the thing. You can still say what you mean and be very honest and still be polite and very tactful. That can be kind of challenging. And I actually really looked out because my mom is the pro at being able to deliver a message. And it can be a message that might be difficult to say, but she just has this way of doing it that is just tactful and polite and as sensitive to people's feelings as possible. I think a lot of times it is very difficult to say exactly what we mean because we just feel the need to explain ourselves. One of my friends was or is needing to get a renter out of her home. And instead of just saying that she needs her to leave, she is kind of beating around the bush and wanting to possibly make different excuses and not necessarily just say exactly what she needs to say. And I get that. She doesn't want to hurt this person's feelings. She cares about this person. But not saying what she means, I feel it makes it a lot more difficult for everybody. Not getting directly to the message and making excuses is delaying something that needs to be said anyways. It's kind of just pushing things back. She's really, again, prolonging the actual message, drawing it out, and just making things... It's going to be more difficult when it actually happens. It's kind of like kind of like a breakup, you know? Like, it's never pleasant. But it's much better to just get it done, say what you mean, than to draw it out, push it back, or just like really super sugarcoat it, and then the message is not very clear. It's kind of muddled, and you're like, okay, so are we breaking up? Are we not breaking up? They're saying this, they're saying that that it just makes it very confusing and that can apply in many different scenarios but this is one that I think a lot of us can relate to and of course you want to say it in a polite way you want to be sensitive to the person and that is possible but you need to say what you mean it's just it's just so much better for everybody involved Number three is do not be a people pleaser. This is one of those things that I think it's in our nature. We all want approval. 
But the bad thing about being a people pleaser is then you end up a lot of times not doing what you truly want to do. And I'm very guilty of this and I have done this a lot in my life and I'm learning not to. All of these steps I'm really trying to implement in my life and I've done better with some than with others. But you need to please yourself first. Do what makes you happy first before you go and do what makes somebody else happy. You should not be pleasing others at your expense and especially at the expense of your happiness. And not only that, but when you please yourself first and you're making yourself happy first, then you are a better giver. You have to put your happiness first. Number four is trust your instincts. Oh, this is a tough one. My instincts could be yelling at me and I won't necessarily listen. And I don't know if it's just because I'm such an overthinker that I end up not listening to my instincts. But I think this is so important. It's just really interesting how... It is that we have something in us. I know some of it is common sense and just the world we live in, psychology, there's that side of it. But there's just something. There's just something that's pushing you in a certain direction. There's just something that's telling you like, no, this is wrong or yes, this is right. You know, I don't know where it comes from, but... I have found that I have been in many a situation where my instincts are yelling for me to do a certain thing and I just don't listen. This has happened to me with jobs and this has happened to me with relationships. There have been situations where from the very beginning, you know, you go on date number one and in hindsight, I could see it very clearly and maybe those were just red flags that were making my instincts go off but there are a couple of times where there's something in you your instincts that tell you like nope mm -mm, don't go on that next date mm -mm, don't do it and the instincts are yelling but you decide to do it anyways and you start to be a little cerebral and saying like i don't know everything checks out on paper and i should really give it a chance because what if this and what if that and there's all of these what ifs and well if i don't i won't know even though really truly deep down inside my gut and my instincts are telling me to do otherwise and then of course dates disaster and then things come to an end and had i listened to my instincts from the get-go i could have avoided some unpleasant situations and probably some money spent as well so it is important to listen to your instincts number five is never speak badly about yourself and this one is so important if you speak badly about yourself all the time, it just puts you in a really negative state. If you're already in a negative state because something bad happened and then you perpetuate that feeling, it really continues that negativity in your life. And again, it, that has a, a domino effect and then you end up spreading that negativity to other areas of your life, to other people in your life. So it's just not good to speak badly about yourself. Like say you made a mistake at work. It does not do you any good to speak to yourself in a way that's just going to continue that feeling. You shouldn't say, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. How could I do that? And to just beat yourself up. So it's better to speak kindly to yourself. If it's a mistake that never happens, tell yourself that this is a mistake that never happens. It was a fluke. Not only that, but I am human. Humans make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. What can I learn from this? What can I take from this situation? And how can I become better? That's what you should tell yourself. You should never speak badly about yourself. We are the narrative that we tell ourselves. So if you want to be a wonderful, great, positive, uplifting person, then you need to speak those things to yourself. 
If you speak negatively about yourself to yourself, that is what you are going to be. That's what you're going to become and that's what you are going to spread. Number six is never give up on your dreams. And this one is really hard too. We obviously have to live our lives. We have to make money. We have to survive. A lot of people do give up on their dreams because they have to live life and they have to provide and do what you need to do to live. So I I know it's easier said than done to say never give up on your dreams, but it is possible to still keep your dreams and it might be harder for some people than for others. So you just have to ask yourself, okay, what is your dream? And, And be clear on your dream. First of all, I think that's really important. You have to really sit down and like write it out. Write out what exactly your dream is and not just what it is, but why. Why do, you, why do you have that dream? And work toward that. And if it's really your dream, you're going to be willing to put in the work outside of your regular work. If it's truly your dream, you're going to put in the time. Maybe get up a little earlier, even just a couple of days a week and put in some time. Or if you're not even sure how to achieve your dream, start doing some research. If you have a certain dream, it's for a reason and it's probably because it gives you some purpose, it makes you happy and it's something that you can contribute to the world. It's important to do that. It's also really important for your soul and it's really important to keep you feeling good and alive. And I don't mean just alive as in living and breathing, but alive as in keeping your soul alive and having some passion and something that you feel that you're living for. And that's, I think, super, super important. And when we come back from the break, we will go through the rest of the steps of self-care. Hi, this is Christian from Hunting for Exiton. You're listening to Flying Blind con Evita. Pongan atención porque lo que sigue va a estar bueno. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Okay, number seven is don't be afraid to say no. We don't want to disappoint anybody. Have you noticed a theme that a lot of these have to do with not wanting to disappoint others? I really pride myself on being a dependable person and being there for people. And I, for a while, especially in my relationships, really had a lot of pride in the fact that I was kind of the dependable one, the fixer, the one that was just always there. And I also didn't want to disappoint anybody. So a lot of times I also felt taken advantage of and I didn't always feel good. When those sorts of relationships ended, I kind of had to let go of that identity. And I really had a lot of aha moments when it came to that. And I also really realized that in those relationships, I didn't have a lot of boundaries. And that's what this is about. If it's something you truly want to do and you can, go right ahead. But I think a lot of us really tend to overextend ourselves and commit to things that we really can't do or don't want to do. So it's really important for your own sanity, for your own health, for your own well-being to learn to say no to things that you don't really want to do. And it's going to also create much more peace in your life and give you more time for the things in your life that truly matter. Yes, it's important to help other people and do things for other people, but not at your own expense, the expense of your happiness and the things that are top priority in your own life. Number eight is don't be afraid to say yes. And that was a case for me with a lot of things because I was just scared. It's really scary to try new things. I think it's really good to say yes to things that do kind of scare you and challenge you. When I jumped the cliff at Fossil Creek, 
That was me saying yes to a challenge. That was me saying yes to something that really scared me, but I knew that I really wanted to do. I really wanted to push myself. I also knew that if I didn't say yes, I would regret it later. So that's what that means. Say yes to things that excite you. Say yes to things that scare you a little bit, to things that challenge you a little bit, and say yes to things that when you know you've done them, you're going to feel really good and really proud of yourself. Say yes. Number nine, be kind to yourself. I think we all tend to be, and we live in a society where it's almost seen as being self-centered and maybe full of yourself if you're kind to yourself, and this is just simply not true. Being kind to yourself is speaking to yourself kindly. It is treating yourself kindly. When Again, when you make a mistake, don't beat yourself up and call yourself an idiot. Be kind. If a friend made a mistake or somebody that you truly love and care about, how would you talk to them? How would you treat them? Treat yourself how you would treat somebody that you love and care about. The kinder we are to ourselves, the kinder we're also going to be to other people and the better people we will be. It's also very important to take accountability and learn. If it was a loved one that made a mistake, yeah, of course you expect them to take accountability as well. But you wouldn't speak to them in those sorts of ways, you know, where you tell them that they're an idiot and go to H-E double hockey stick. Like you wouldn't speak to them that way like you speak to yourself. So be kind. Speak to yourself in a loving way. Number 10 is let go of what you can't control. Whether or not any of us want to admit it, we all like to be in control. We all like to be able to kind of predict how our days are going to be. We like peace. We don't like chaos. We all tend to really want to predict what's going to happen, but that's just not life. Life throws crazy curveballs all the time, and it could be something so simple as a flat tire on the way to work, or it can be someone's behavior, or it can be an illness or death or something like that. Those are things in life that we cannot control. And if we try to control those things, guess what? We're going to cause ourselves a lot of stress, a lot of anger and resentment, and those are negative feelings, and we don't want that. And of course, we're human, so those things are going to affect us and affect our mood. But if we approach these things in everyday life with knowing and accepting and having peace with the fact that we can't control these things, then when they happen, we are able to take them much more in stride. It's all about how we handle things. If we have already adopted an attitude of, I'm going to control what I can, and what I can control is my attitude and my reaction to these circumstances. If that's how we handle these things, life will be much more peaceful. Number 11 is stay away from drama and negativity. We all know this. I don't think I have to explain too much or talk about this too much, but we all know that the more drama we have in our life, whether it's drama from people in our lives or even some of the drama negativity that we can hear with things that are going on in the world, the more that we have that in our lives, the more it affects us, it affects our psyche, it affects our physical health, our emotional health. And again, the more negativity that we have in our lives, the more that becomes a part of who we are and the more that we spread that. So it's important to really surround ourselves with as many positive people and circumstances as possible and stay away from negativity as much as we can. Because of course, what we want is to be good positive people that spread positivity in this world. Number 12 is love. Sometimes I think that this is 
kind of hard. I think it's easy a lot of times to love certain things or certain people. Yes, certain people are easier to love than others. And when I say love, it also doesn't necessarily mean something romantic or even something within relationships. Yes, it is important to love and to spread love with people. But I think it's also important to be able to receive love. And it's also important to just love as much as we can about everything in life. And I know it's hard when negative things happen. We have negative circumstances. But I've also learned to kind of love those negative things too. I know it sounds a little crazy and maybe a little weird or off. But you might not necessarily love a certain circumstance. But you can learn to love the lesson that you learned from it. And I'm not meaning to justify other people's negative behaviors or to say that negative circumstances that may have happened in your life are very traumatizing. I'm not meaning to say that, oh yeah, you should love them. Because no, there are some things in life that you have every right to hate and to have negative feelings toward. And I get that. What I'm saying is that you can learn to love the lessons that you got from that and you could learn to love yourself more for having survived that. And I'm going to sound like a total cheesy hippie person, but like love really does conquer all. I really do believe that. And it's important to have it in your life. Of course, with people, with your pets, and also do things that you love. That's really important too. If you love drawing, dancing, cooking, whatever it is that you love, do that. The more love you have in your life, the better quality of life that you will have. So these steps to self-care, again, aren't necessarily the most typical steps that you would see on a list for self-care, but it's more about being true to yourself, being authentic, and just honoring yourself and honoring who you are as a person and your own uniqueness. Hey, everybody. This is Panchito and Mike from the Five for Five podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Before I leave today, I want to share a quote with you by Diane von Furstenberg. And she says, The most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. That is so very true, and I hope that you really think about that. The better relationship that you have with you, the better you can be for others and the more positivity that you can spread in this world. So I really hope that you think about this quote and that you take it to heart and that you live your best life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Flying Blind Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat as well at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. I hope you join me on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. And until next time, stay blessed and have a wonderful day. Thank you.